Hey yo, what up? It's your boy Kenny B on the MIC, repping the 254903. And if you've been there before, you already know what it is. You know the vibes, you know the style. If you haven't, sit back, take a seat, don't sweat the technique. It is another fire episode of Faith Over Fear. I'm the host that's always doing the most. I gotta thank you guys once again for tapping in, chilling, rocking with your boy. As always, these links are up every week on my Facebook, on my Instagram. You can catch this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting done, man. My work is on there. I'm about 14, 15 episodes in right now. I'm loving doing this, loving giving this information to you guys. And it's been a labor of love. I love doing what I'm doing. I I really think I found my lane and found my niche if you so to speak but it's some big things coming and other things that i want to do with it and i'm definitely going to be able to get those done with the help of uh god and uh just hard work so i continue to do what i'm doing but speaking of doing what i'm doing as you always know i got a special guest every single week this one is actually especially special i had my mom on a few weeks ago for her birthday Celebrating this guy's birthday this weekend, Mr. Kenneth Hall. I'm the remix. He's the original Kenneth Hall. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that you be able to come on and get on. I don't know what to expect from you because you kind of unpredictable, sir, when you want to be. But I'm glad to be able to sit down and talk to you, man. Happy to be here. Happy to be able to have the conversation. Well, as you already know, because I know you tapped in, I start with an icebreaker. As I said before, man, you just celebrated a birthday. How I feel? How I feel, man? I'm thankful to be another year's old, and so I'm grateful to God. It feels good, and I feel good. I understand that. That's a you're as young as you feel. You feel pretty good. You exercise and do your thing every single day. So that's pretty good. And I got another part. So our pastime, you know how we get down. We do certain things. We play phase 10. So I played you yesterday. And I really would like for you to inform my listeners and inform the public on what actually happened what was the outcome and who came out victorious in this game of phase 10 i mean you can just tell them what actually happened i mean the paper the proof is in the pudding i mean i took a picture of the paper you can't lie and tell them what happened and didn't happen so let let the people know what happened sir for the first time you beat me for the first time For the, first, For the first, time. first time you be me in a long time. So it's our pastime. It is, we man. When we get together. And so I enjoy playing you, but I don't enjoy losing to you. <laughs> Already, man. I understand that. Well, this is called Faith Over Fear, and you are a man of faith. Um, give the people your background, your backstory about you going to college and getting your degree in uh, ministry. And and just your overall um, walk in the ministry altogether. Well, I uh, I attended school here in Waco, got an opportunity to graduate from Richfield High School, and then my mother gave me the conversation that she gave all of my brothers and sisters: either get a job, or go to the army, or go to college. And I I chose to go to college. Uh, my pastor 
whom I loved dearly, Pastor Lorenzo Hartfield. Uh, once I made my call to the ministry, put me in his car, took me to Bishop College, got me enrolled in school, and I majored in religion and minored in Christian education. Uh, three and a half years later, I, uh, I was graduating from Bishop College with a degree in religion and uh, a minor in Christian education. Uh, preaching is something that's been in my life and a part of my life since I was a little child. And so that's where I am. That's where my heart is. That's what God has called me to do. You speak on your relationship with um, Pastor Hartfield, which I've heard many a times. Um, speak on his inspiration and, and his impact on your life. My pastor was not only my pastor, he was my friend. And uh, he helped me to grow and develop into what I am today. Uh, he had just organized Great New Life. And when I went off to college, that little small church for three and a half years sent me $75 a month. And for a whole lot of people, $75 wasn't a lot of money. But if you're in college and you don't have no money, you go to the mailbox a certain time of the month and you know that there's a check in there for $75 from the Greater New Light Church. It was a blessing. I wouldn't be where I am today without God, without my parents, and without Lorenza and Ella Hartfield. That's interesting because even and you speaking on him and the way he impacted your life, that's really a lane that I want to go into because that's how you pastor. You pastor to make an impact. It's not just preaching and teaching. It's your impact in lives. And I feel like you do that all the time, whether it's with me or my friends or the family members that we have. You're always looking to make an impact. Did that play into a part of how you pastor? Definitely it did. Uh, Pastor Hartfield taught me a long time ago, you can't pass the people without loving people. Yeah. And that's the key to pastoring. People have to know that you love them. And when they know that you love and genuinely care about them, then they will genuinely care about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Walking in faith isn't an easy thing. It's never an easy thing. And I think I say that a lot. But can you speak on that, on how your faith has gotten you through tough times? I mean, all of us go through seasons in our lives. And all right. of us have made uh, adjustments and mistakes that we shouldn't have made in our lives. And that's when your faith really steps in. That's when your faith... We, that's when you really, really know that your faith in and your trust is in God. When you watch God get you out of certain situations or you believe and trust that no matter what happened, God is going to see you through it. And uh, that's what faith is all about. Walking and not knowing how you're going to, to get out of it. Walking and not knowing how you're going to get through it is textbook of just having the faith to know that 
God is going to work it out. You, um, I spoke on your impact on people, um, specifically young people. I think you have a way of connecting with youth that a lot of people don't have that are uh, of your age because you always lead with love. Speak on your impact on, on, on the youth and the next generation uh, coming up. Young people play a big role and a big part in this generation because when we're gone, they're gonna be the individuals that are in the leadership roles. And so you have to let the young people know that you care about them, that you are genuinely concerned about what happens to them in their lives. And you have to allow young people to worship God the way that they worship God. And they don't always worship God the same way we worship God. They don't always, uh, what moves us may not move them. Right, right. But you have to allow them to express themselves and to express how God has made a change in their lives. That's interesting that's interesting because you always did that for us and allowed us to be free to worship and praise and um just let our faith be our faith and continue to trust that we will figure it out um even like i say we as in the people and my friends and the members that i grew up with and um your father your family man your family always comes first. Um, speak on the family. We just got together um, today, well, yesterday, for um, celebrating uh, my grandmother, your mother. Um, it's been two years since she's since she's been gone. She's always put family first. Um, speak on the, that aspect of family always being the most important thing in your life. That's, that's what we've been taught, and that's right. what we were raised to understand uh, family and God and family were the most important things. And uh, you may have fallouts with family members, but they're still your family members. And so it's important that family members learn to love one another, look past one another's shortcomings, and understand at the end of the day, we're still family. Right. You, you may not like everything about me, but at the same time, I'm still a part of your family. And that doesn't change. We don't we don't get to pick and choose right. our family members. Mm. We don't get to pick and choose the perfect family. Mm -hmm. And so in all of our families, there are flaws and there are individuals that, that do things that we not, we're not really enthused about, but yet they're still our family. Mm -hmm. That's definitely true. Um, Want to switch gears a little bit and go back a little bit. Um, you're a te not a teacher. You worked in the school district, though, for over 20-something years. You worked at a recreational center, Louis Recreational Center for the city of Waco for over 20-some-odd years. Um, you speak on your impact on us, as in your church members, as in my friends and the youth of, of the church. But you've impacted youth outside of the church as well. Um, what made you get into the, the made, made you want to get into 
um, working for the school district and working for the city of Waco? Well, it gives you an opportunity to have an impact on young people's lives. I've actually been in the Waco Independent School District uh, over 30 years yeah. as a teacher's aide. I've been uh, as a recreational aide at the Dewey Community Center uh, 24 years, I believe it is. And I couldn't find a better joy than helping to mold and shape young people's lives. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the kids I deal with now in the school district most of them are children of kids that I've had before in school. Right. And so it, it's, it's exciting to see how it just comes back around and the cycle just continues to come back around. I understand that. Completely understand that. You're a father, as I said before. You can publicly sound your favorite child if you want to on here. I mean, I'm giving you the opportunity right now. <laughs> Publicly, I have two children. I have a, a daughter and a son, and I happen to love both of them. Uh, there is nothing that I would not do for either one of my children. Uh, God didn't just give us children to a certain age. Uh, mm -hmm. They're your children for the rest of your life. And no matter how many flaws they have in their lives, they're still your children. You still have to love them and care for them, and they have to know that you are there for them. We love you. Love all that you do, sir. Um, got three grandchildren. I do. I Paul, have, Paul? I do. I have Jemiah, I have Cameron, and I have Cantrell, and I love each of them very, very much. They are at times, the joy of my life uh, <laughs> because they keep me young and they keep me going. Uh, it's amazing to, uh, to see how much energy they have sometimes. And so for a long time, I only had one grandchild, but now I have three and I'm excited about all three of them. Absolutely. The city of Athens, um, you were a pastor there for six, seven years, um, but your impact is still there. Your impact is still there. Speak on your love for the city of Athens, man. Uh, um, I thank God for the relationship that he's given Absolutely. me in the city of Athens. Uh, thank God for people who, who know how to be forgiving and who, who know how to love you for who you are and for not what your past is. Mm -hmm. And so Athens means much to me. Uh, God allowed me to do some great things in the city of Athens. I still have great friends, great relationships there. And nobody can do those things but God and God alone. And so I'm, I'm, I will always be grateful for the city of Athens simply because it taught me some valuable lessons. Now... In the same aspect, your love for the city of Waco is the same. I, I feel like it's the same. You love this city with your heart, man. And uh, speak on your love for this city that you live in now. Waco is home, and there is all. There's never. There's always no place like home. Uh, it's exciting simply because I get an opportunity to minister in a city now, where most of 
every wrong that I've done, I've done in this city. And God allows me to come back to this city, preach his word, and have an impact on people's lives, even in the midst of all of the things that I've done in this city. And so, yeah, Waco, Waco means much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been preaching for over 30-something years. You've been pastoring for almost that long as well. Uh, speak on your early times pastoring, your early days in, in the ministry and, and being a pastor to now um, being in a 2021 and being kind of in a new day and age on, on pastoring. How, what was the difference between then and now? Uh, the difference is, I, I honestly believe, is that you have to adjust your ministry to... Uh, to this day and time. The word doesn't change, and so you have to continue to preach the gospel and to continue to preach the word. But how how you get it over to this age and to these individuals of this time, uh, God will direct you and how to get the message over to them. I spoke earlier, you got to allow people to be people, and you have to allow people to worship God in the manner that they worship God in. And it may not be be exciting to you, but if it's exciting to them, and it's the way that God speaks to them, then you have to allow people to worship God. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you got a boatload of God children. I ain't gonna ask you how many you got, because I don't think we, I don't think we know the number. Um, real and adopted because it's some of them that just hopped in the boat. Uh, speak on your godchildren, man. I, I have a lot of godchildren. And yes, I love you each do. Of them, man. I try my best to be there for each and every one of them. All of them have a whole of special place in my heart. Every single one of them uh, means much to me. And uh, I thank God for each and every one of them. They never miss an opportunity to text me for my birthday and say, God, Daddy, or Pops, happy birthday. And I thank God for people who don't forget. Right, absolutely. Did you hear from your boys? Did you hear from your boys on your birthday? Yes, I did. They're they're not my godchildren. They're my sons. (laughs) I I share them. I share them with uh, Sister Marilyn Bowie and her husband. Uh, <laughs> they mean they mean much to me. God has really blessed their lives. And I'm excited and always excited by what God is doing in the life of Dez and Von Bowie simply because uh, they mean much to me. Homecoming is Friday if you want to make a trip to Addison. I'm just letting you know. You know, make a trip to add to come sit here and watch a game, man. We two and out right now. We two and out right now. Come see these Hornets do what they do, man. Uh, like I said, I'm always proud of you. Always love you for everything that you do. One thing I do want to speak on before um, I get you out of here. Um, this past November, my mom ended up being really sick. And you stepped in and did a lot. And me and you both were doing a lot to make sure that she was okay. And y'all aren't married anymore, but speak on the relationship that you have with my mom and how y'all are able to coexist and, and get along. <laughs> well, I uh, I did what God led me to do. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, and I felt like that she would have done the same for me. Absolutely. If it had been on the other foot. And so uh, you can't hold grudges, although we're not married anymore. God has given us a unique relationship. We're able to get along with one another. Uh, we have children together. We have grandchildren together. My daddy taught me a long time ago that whenever there are children involved, uh, you, you have to do things the right way. And so uh, although my children are grown, we still have grandchildren together. And so I thank God that he enables us to, to get along with one another and uh, function together. She, she comes to all of almost all of our family functions. Uh, to my brother and my sisters, that she's still a part of this family. She will always be a part of this family. And we just thank God for her. I thank God for the relationship we have one with her. Absolutely. Um, Solar Petite is something that we've started, man. These Sunday dinners that we do when we get together. Um, some of the family, a lot of the family, we do this every Sunday. So speak on the importance of, of family just coming together, man. It's just an opportunity for us to come together, sit together. Uh, it ain't about the food, as my brother tells us all the time. But it's, it's about... Uh, communicating, checking on one another, making sure that each of us are good, having wholesome conversations, uh, playing cards, maybe dominoes, and just enjoying your family. Because in the end, all you have is family. That's all you got. And that's what God gave you. And so. That's all you got. Family is uh, definitely everything. You used to coach football. You used to coach peewee football, coach a little basketball as well. You ever think about doing that again, man? No. I, <laughs> I, I think that's past my time. I enjoyed it when I did it. Uh, got an opportunity to work with some uh, excellent athletes, excellent young men who went on to, uh, to be, be and do great things. Uh, but it was just another opportunity to have an impact on young people's lives. Well, as always, I love you, man. Wouldn't trade you for the world. There's nothing in the world that I wouldn't do for you. Let me ask you this, because I know you being who you are. Um, this is Faith Over Fear. Speaking on faith. Um, give a message, some inspiration to the people. Um, anybody trying to walk in their faith um, and, and overcoming the fear because like I said this is scary and this is never easy um, give, what, what words of encouragement would you give to the people on, on just walking in that faith I would just encourage them to keep their eyes on God and to continue to trust in the Lord and if you do those two things then fear won't overcome you your faith will keep you moving to the point where God really wants you to be. People ask all the time, how do I know this is where God really wants me to be? You'll know when you get there. When you arrive, God will allow you to, to truly know that this is your niche, this is where I want you to be. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we got to end it with a prayer, man. 
we gotta end it with a prayer um just for my listeners for um everything that i'm doing everything that you're doing everything that's going on in the world uh i feel like we need to end it with a prayer so i'm gonna let you do that right now man all right let's bow god our father we thank you for this opportunity we thank you for my son and for this adventure that you've given him we thank you oh god uh, that you put it in his spirit and we pray oh god that you would bless him in this walk and we lift up every listener heavenly father those individuals heavenly father that seem to be overcome by their fears help them to understand if they keep their hand in your hand and keep their eyes on you master that fear cannot overtake them we thank you we magnify you we glorify your name in jesus name we pray amen couldn't find a better way to end it man thank you for sitting down with me pop thank you for the opportunity to talk with you sir oh man 62 man 62 that's a beautiful thing and as always you guys i love you guys for listening continue to check in with me i uh post these links all during the week on my facebook on my instagram i ask that you continue to listen and tap in and as always when that faith hit when that fear hits when that doubt hits make sure y'all throw that fear to the side let faith be your god i'm gonna holler at you next time peace